Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, November the 23rd, 2020, in the year of our Lord, Thanksgiving week. Today, on November 23rd, 1963, President Lyndon B. Johnson proclaimed November 25 a day of national mourning following the assassination of President John Kennedy. Today, in 1785, John Hancock, remember him? You should. He was a key player in the founding of America. He's the guy that, when he signed the Declaration of Independence, he wrote in great big handwriting. He said, I want to be sure the king sees my name on this list of people that are signing the Declaration. Anyway, today in 1785, that John Hancock was elected president of the Continental Congress for the second time. He did a good job. His colleagues liked him. Today, in 1936, Life magazine was created by Henry Luce. It was published its first edition. Today, in 1945, wartime meat and butter rationing ended in the United States. Today, in 1971, the People's Republic of China was seated in the UN Security Council. Today, in 1992, the first smartphone, was called IBM Simon, was introduced at a convention in Las Vegas. Today in 2000, in a setback for Al Gore, the Florida Supreme Court refused to order Miami-Dade County officials to resume hand-counting Selection Day ballots. Meanwhile, Gore's lawyers argued in a brief that was filed with the U.S. Supreme Court that the high court should stay out of the Florida election controversy. Well, we may be headed for something similar to that soon. I'll be talking about that a little more in a moment. One year ago today, beginning a three-day visit to Japan, Pope Francis denounced the evil of nuclear weapons. Interesting story out there this morning. Oregon Governor Kate Brown, Democrat, an Inslee-ite. I don't know if she follows him or he follows her, but they sure seem to be walking in lockstep. They could work together very well. She has uh, instituted a six-person limit on at-home get-togethers during Thanksgiving week, this entire week. She has the power. She can't change the laws, but she can institute these things. They have a, they can take an executive order, and it's good for, I think, 30 days or 31. All the governors can do this. Well, anyway, she's done that. So you can't have more than six people in a home in Oregon during this Thanksgiving week. But she's also calling on Oregon residents to snitch on each other, to tell, to report one another. If you see someone else in a home that has more than six people in it during this week. She said, and I'm quoting her, it's, she's in the national news this morning. Look, this is no different than what happens if there's a party down the street and it's keeping everyone awake. What do neighbors do? They call law enforcement because it's too noisy. Governor Stalin told the local media on Friday, now it's in the national news this morning, 
says, this is just like that. It's a violation of a noise ordinance. Well, it's not exactly like that because noise affects other people's lives, I guess. I mean, directly, but I guess it could, if there are more than six people in a home, then all the people in the surrounding neighborhood obviously would have coronavirus. I only mention that because there is a trend and it's real. And it's not just among people talking over the back fence with one another who have really no influence other than a single vote, if it is counted. Um, There's a lot of conversation about social engineering and social control. And with the way this whole election is moving, we need to be very aware of what's being said. Chinese... Chinese Communist government, Xi Jinping, said over the weekend he wants travelers to adapt a global QR code system to help determine their health status and travel permissions in a post-coronavirus pandemic traffic reset, travel reset. That's the word. Keep that word in mind. During the virtual summit on Saturday, Xi said, He's calling for a coronavirus global mechanism, which involves international recognition of health certificates in the form of QR codes to allow people to travel freely. In other words, this is an act of freeing people up to code them and restrict them and tell them when and where they can travel. He said this is an act of freeing people, so they'll be free to travel. The dictator says the system can be based on nucleid testing acid testing results in the form of internationally accepted QR codes. He said, now this isn't some little half-baked dictator on the backside of a jungle somewhere. This is the head of the Communist Party in China. The dictator says the system, the system, he said, we need to further harmonize the system and policies and standards But we need to establish fast tracks to facilitate the orderly flow of people. He said, quote, we hope more countries will participate. They're going to be doing that. They're well on their way to doing that in China now. QR codes are barcodes that can be read by mobile phones that are a common tool of tracking and control in communist China. We carry around these smartphones now, or most everybody does, and we've got our whole life in that thing. And yeah, it's a good thing, and it's marvelous and wonderful, and if we get stranded along the roadside, we can call home, and somebody will come get us, and all that kind of thing. But boy, there is an evil side to all of this, and I I, I tell you, I'm not a guy that's deep into conspiracies, but I think we need to be taking a clear, clear clear-headed look at what's going on in our country, particularly as Joe Biden is building his government, as we speak. Under the proposal China has employed since February, users are issued a traffic light-style health code with a green code allowing someone to travel freely, an orange or red code indicating that they need to quarantine for up to two weeks. The codes are based on a combination of big data, information submitted by the users themselves. The individual gets to participate in giving the government their personal information. This, again, is keep in mind, this is an act of freeing up people so they can travel freely. 
according to Mr. Communist himself. It's all about social engineering. He said in his talk, in his plea to the world community, an initial focus on health is an opportunity to put in place a better system. It's a Trojan horse. I've been calling it that for some time here. This whole thing is a Trojan horse. Joe Biden himself is a Trojan horse. He isn't capable of running this country. He's not capable of grasping what's going on in our world today. He really isn't. And I don't mean that as a criticism, and certainly I don't mean it unkindly. It's just a fact. I was watching him again over the over the weekend. He can't string together sentences. I feel sorry for him. I do. I really do. Why is his wife allowing him to go out there and stumble around? Why are, Why is the left pushing him to become the leader of the most powerful, the greatest, most blessed, most exceptional nation in the history of the world? It's because this is the impending agenda, and it's only conservatives that are standing against this flood of idiocy and control. It isn't just China. People in the United States are talking about these same things. California, I, I know we, we're not from California, but we lived there. Marjorie and I lived there for a number of years. We were in the church in North Hollywood. I, I get all this, but I'll tell you, this guy, David Atkins, or Atkins, David Atkins was just elected to the California Democratic National Committee. He's been an activist for years, going clear back to some of the, you know, the first real progressive types. They called themselves presidential candidates some 20, 25 years ago. But he told Associated Press, he said, and he was serious about it. He said, we're looking at ways, the leaders of the Democratic National Committee, to put the 70, I'm quoting him, to put the 75 million supporters of President Donald Trump in re-education programs. That's California, not China. He said, anticipating Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden to assume the White House in January, he said, we have to seriously consider putting conservatives not aligned with the Democrats' agenda into re-education camps. And he said, how do you reprogram or deprogram 75 million people who would literally die to stick it to the domestic enemies, the TV and the YouTube conspiracy vids? He said, how do you, re- how do you help those people? How do you reprogram those people? That conversation is happening not only in China, but in the United States, in California, Oregon, Washington. We need to be informed. China said this, Ping said that China has been building its own mass surveillance network for the past decade. He said, we have hundreds of millions of cameras. He said, our network is the world's most powerful facial recognition system and aims to identify any of our 1.4 billion citizens within three seconds. He said, it gives everyone a sense of peace and safety. China is also looking, I've read in other places, looking more di- at more digital methods of ensuring its citizens that comply with the structures of a single-party state because they said they don't want to have confusion like America. Lawyer Sidney Powell says a voter fraud lawsuit of biblical proportion. 
will be filed this week, specifically tied to the Dominion voting systems and likely a pay-for-play scheme with GOP Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. She said she's got the goods. She said, hopefully, I'm quoting her, this week we get to get ready to file, and she said it will be biblical. She said, you name the matter of fraud, and it occurred in Georgia. Well, probably so. However, last night, Rudy Giuliani allegedly told some people in the press, and it looks like he actually did do that this morning. Last night, he told some of the people in the press, Sidney Powell is practicing law on her own. She's not a member of the Trump legal team. What's going on with this? Why would he start distancing himself just before she's ready to file this epic biblical proportion lawsuit this week? The world is laser-focused on this election outcome. I mean, it's big because the world is, is, is hoping with all their heart that Joe Biden becomes the leader of the free world because he's not a leader and he can't be a leader. He's impaired. Cognitively, he's impaired. He can't do it. This is a time of cultural chaos and confusion. These are perilous times, as Paul referred to in the New Testament. Sidney Powell is not a newcomer to law or politics. She has said that she'll be filing this lawsuit of biblical proportion. Some of these claims, she says, will be included in the lawsuit. Joe Biden votes being weighed at 1.25 times and President Trump votes being parsed at three quarters or 0.75. That makes a lot of difference on 150 million votes. Algorithms that gave Democrats 35,000 extra votes. She said she has the goods on that one. She could absolutely prove it. Modifications made to voting machines after statutory cutoff dates for changes. She said past election victories, including Hillary Clinton's primary victory over Bernie Sanders in 2016, being forced, decided by Dominion voting systems. The people that are on Biden's side now, Back in 2016, we're making the same claims that Sidney Powell is making today on behalf of Trump, or at least we thought it was on behalf of Trump. Alleged pay-for-play kickback, she said, is part of this lawsuit to public officials, potentially even Georgia Republican Governor Brian Kemp, for a late grant to use Dominion voting systems. Powell says rhetorically, of course, she said, quote, Georgia is the first state I'm going to blow up. One of President Trump's lawyer, Jordan Seculo, Seculo, he's the son of Jay Seculo, who's well-known. They're Christian people, a Christian firm, a very large Christian firm. Jay, Jay Seculo is now a personal lawyer to President Trump. His son is involved with him in their uh, ACLJ and, and, and all of that, and he's also been working with Rudy Giuliani on this team. So the son, Jordan He came out yesterday. He said, we've got lawsuits likely to be filed in Georgia on either Monday or Tuesday. That would be today or tomorrow. He said, I can't get into the details, but it's nothing that we have talked about before. It's not what you heard in the press conference, referring to Thursday's press conference. He said, this is something different. He said said that Lieutenant Governor George Duncan and Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, that's Georgia, are in for quite a shock on Monday or Tuesday. But as I said, last night, Rudy Giuliani apparently is trying to distance himself and the president from Sidney Powell. Just last week, the head of the Federal Elections Commission said that he had a 
ton of confidence in Sidney Powell. He said, I've known her for more than 20 years. We've worked together in litigating cases. I've seen her. He said, if she says she has, this is a quote. He said, if she says she has the evidence, she has the evidence. But Rudy seems to be taking a very different attack on this, and so does the legal advisor to President Trump, Jenna Ellis, both of whom are are very, very supportive of Trump and have appeared to be very supportive of Sidney Powell. I'll come back to that in a moment. But the Democrats are taking Georgia very seriously. While ironically, some Republicans are urging President Trump to roll over and concede this election so we can have a peaceful transition for the country. The San Francisco Chronicle ran a feature article over the weekend And it's talking about how many people are moving to Georgia from California to become involved in this ultimate outcome of the election. I mean, including the senatorial runoff of of January 5. So many people from California, specifically, I guess, from San Francisco, are are moving to to Georgia. Some are even establishing residence there so they can vote in this runoff, this senatorial runoff, which will dictate who is control, who controls the Senate, whether it's the Republicans or Democrats. That election is January 5. The presidential election and this upcoming senatorial runoff are different elections, but they're about the same thing. They're about power and control of the United States and corruption. So-called progressive, in, the, to their, in their mind, the end is about seizing power. It justifies any means to achieving, achieving that end. I'm not suggesting that Joe Biden is like Ching in, or Chi in China, but I'm saying there are similarities. There are parallels to what the Democrat Party, the far-left progressives in particular, are saying now and what he's saying now. They want to control the people so we can have a better life experience. That is so contrary to what this nation was founded upon, and how God created the human being. God created us to be free. That's why the Bible tells us those whom the Son sets free are free indeed. Salvation through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, his death and resurrection. Salvation is about freeing people, not putting a bunch of restrictions on them like the law did that we see throughout the Old Testament. We see that with Caiaphas and his group at the crucifixion of Jesus, how they were behind the scenes manipulating everything because they saw Jesus as a threat, and yet they were the religious group. We see similarities. Human nature hasn't changed over all these thousands of years. It hasn't changed because God created us in his image and his likeness, and God created us with a stamp of needing God in our DNA. We need God. He created us for his glory and his honor. He created us to worship him and to praise him and to be his people. That's what God created the human race for. So there is that in every individual living on, whether they know God or or not, or whether they even know about God or not. There is that DNA, that stamp on who we are. So when that is, the conscience is seared, and when people turn away from the teaching of God and the biblical teaching, the truth. It's only destructive. Whether or not they're well-meaning really has little to nothing to do with it. It's what they do that has consequences. 
And that's the day in which we live. I was reminded of some verses today that just came to my mind. So many people today, and we're hearing it, I'm hearing it from those of you who listen to this program, and I understand. You go, what's going on? I mean, how's this going to turn out? Where are we going? They're fearful. There are people that have told me they're so ridden by anxiety that they can hardly face some days. I want to tell you that God doesn't want you to be that over-anxious. But these are anxious times. These are perilous times. So much hangs in the balance. Our lives, the lives, should the Lord tarry, the lives of our children and grandchildren hang in the balance. I mean, what kind of a world are they going to have? And this isn't a century out. This is happening in real time as we speak. The Bible says in Psalm 37, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in his way. One of the things that you can do is just keep walking and keep trusting God. Don't drop out of life. Don't sequester yourself in a cave somewhere and try to pull the entrance back into itself so you can not even exist. That isn't God's will for us. Psalm 32 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. God is looking. God knows. He is mindful of a sparrow when it falls. He's certainly mindful of what's going on in a nation that he has blessed so abundantly. He has prospered us so abundantly. He knows what's going on. And he will guide those of us who follow him and love him and serve him. I had to think of Psalm 23. How many of us have not memorized that psalm? Not many. Most of us know it from memory, especially from the King James. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. A word from the Lord. He wants to restore your soul. He doesn't want you to be anxiety-ridden by what's going on in our culture today. But I will tell you, the press has been so successful in misleading the public that some Republicans are even now calling for Trump to just let it go. Don't worry about it. They're either in denial or they hate Trump. I don't know what their thoughts are and their motives, but I know what they're saying. Senator Kevin Kramer, he's a Republican from North Dakota, he told NBC yesterday, NBC's Meet the Press, He said it's past time to begin the transition to a Joe Biden administration. NBC anchor Chuck Todd loved that. And he said he leaned forward and he said, uh, now I'm quoting him. I just want to confirm that you believe the transition needs to begin now. Kramer looked back at him. He said, yes. In a statement on Saturday, Senator Pat Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania, he said, quote, I congratulate President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris on their victory. He said they are both dedicated public servants, and I will be praying for them and for our country. That's a Republican. He should be praying for them, and he certainly should be praying for our country, because we're called to pray for the leaders, and if he thinks they're the leaders, he needs to pray for them. But I will tell you, I will tell you, they're going to lead this country or attempt to do so in a way and toward an an end that we have never believed possible in America. 
all these claims of conspiracy and all that, they're just being dismissed by the press. Every time there's a story, a press story, they begin their story, whether it's little local people or the national guys, they say there is no evidence, no evidence of fraud. There is no evidence. They always say that, just like they kept saying about the riots for the last year. Mostly peaceful. Well, they weren't mostly peaceful. They were destructive. Talk to the people who've lost their businesses in these cities across America. What happens in America matters to the world. Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau gave a speech on September 29, 2020. Canada's Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. He said, quote, Building back better means getting support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development and the SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. He continued, he said, This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. That is where Joe Biden is going. Whether he knows it or not, that's where he's going. That's where Kamala Harris is going. To the globalist, build back better has become kind of a code or a campaign cry for their whole movement. Chairman of the World Economic Forum, Chairman Schwab, he said back in 2016, while he was presenting this globalist Great Reset vision for 2030, they didn't have the benefit of the virus then. But he said, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. I'm quoting this guy, Chairman. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Whatever you want, you'll rent and it'll be delivered by drone. That's the language these guys are using, and they're serious. But in June of this year, just a couple of months ago, Schwab said, and he has a lot of influence globally, he said, we need a great reset of capitalism due to COVID. Virus lockdowns have given opportunity for equality and sustainability. This election is more about, it's, it's about more than who's president of the United States. It's about a direction. This is why the world is laser-focused on what we're doing here. So why is Rudy dumping this lawyer at the last minute? I'm not sure, but I do know that she confirmed it to CBS this morning. She said, no, I have never been on a retainer. I've always been working for myself. But why would they make that statement now? This story will lead most of the news today, and it will be spun in a very negative way. And maybe it is negative. I don't know. But we're going to find out today, as this plays out, hopefully, more about what's going on. But she confirmed to CBS this morning. She said, yeah. She said, I I am not officially working for the Trump campaign. I've always been volunteering my my, uh, efforts and my work. She said, because I believe in freedom. And she said, I'm going to try to expose as much fraud and voter fraud as I can and let the chips fall where they will. Well, keep in mind that God is in control in this time of global and national chaos. And I want to leave you with this word from the Lord. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Another statement from the psalm. 
Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for your support. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. We'll continue this conversation tomorrow. I'll see you, see you right here tomorrow.